Hello, this is Marcus. Uh, if you want to see the images that we're discussing in the show, please head over to modernartisrubbish.com. Christmas episode! <laughs> oh, that'll do. Yeah, let's not stick the number in. So, hello and welcome to Mod Night is Rubbish, episode number. It's the Christmas episode. Yeah. Oh, did you guess what that was, Tom, what I just did there? That little... Uh, did you just tread on a hedgehog? No. <laughs> I was trying to do... Um, I was trying to do angels kind of sound um, just because you, uh, it's Christmassy and angels are at Christmas and also at the end didn't we, you, we've, you've got your song isn't it is your song actually called angels or is it not angels it's, but no, it's called yeah without the S angel is the yeah, track yeah angel yeah not not the, that iffy song that's quite well written but quite annoying the other one boy that Robbie Williams bloke yeah, oh. sung sung by Robbie Williams rather than written by him. Oh yeah, no, I much prefer your song to be honest than that one because your song is very good and doesn't annoy me in the same way. There you go. Who wrote the Angels, Robbie Williams? Song? He did, and that other guy, yeah. Guy Guy Chambers, not Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie's the director, isn't it? Guy Chambers, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I thought. What what a nice thing is Christmas. You've got your song that features the word angel. So I thought I'd look into a little bit of the uh, history of well, not the history, but pick a few angels in art. And I and it, during my research, I found out that unfortunately, I mean, the lyrics in your song are they isn't there like lyrics where they you talk about someone being like an angel, like having that kind of good good quality and everything. Is that right? Good quality. I don't know. Is yeah. it about good quality? I'm not sure. I'm, but, that's confused me. Yeah, but you know, you mentioned about someone comparing them to an angel in, in the song, don't you? That song. Po- yeah, yeah, possibly. possibly I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I, I can't remember my lyrics now. <laughs> I don't I, I don't really think about lyrics that carefully. Yeah, I yeah. Just I was sing, just wondering because... Know, I, I just I, sing whatever. I can't. I can't explain the song to you. No, no. Because just oh. du- the reason I say it is just during my research, I found out that angels are actually uh, not quite. They don't quite look the way that uh, I thought they do, and they kind of like are a bit different uh, looking the way they're described in the Bible to to actually uh, the way that artists portray them. So there you go. So, okay. Well, there you yeah. go. A shock to you. You. That, I'm glad you were sitting down when I revealed that because I can imagine the shock from you. You were shocked, weren't you? Not really, because to me, like angels, I haven't seen anyone with like the traditional angel vision from art, I guess, is with the wings. Yeah. And like it's a, like a, a, a fantastical image, you know, it's all fantasy. And like yeah. 
angels in our lives, they're just going to be like people we know, aren't they? Or yeah. like things. Yeah. No, 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 we don't yeah. actually. We don't actually see people with wings walking around. No. I'd... Very, very often, I should add. Unless they've drunk that um, Red Bull. Red Bull, other products or other energy drinks are available. Doesn't that? Yeah. Like, so that, that advert said it give you wings, didn't it? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it did. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 that was it. But I don't like the stuff. Well, yeah, I don't. Oh, I have drunk it, but I'm not a big fan of it. It's very, it gets very energyful. Right. So the first pitch I've picked, right, has got an angel. And of course, because it's a bit Christmassy around this time, so I picked what's called the Annunciation, which is famously the bit where the angel Gabriel comes down and says to Mary, You're going to have a baby. Do you think that's the voice of the angel? You're going to have a baby. Yeah, no, you're going to have a baby. (laughs) So I've picked picked this, uh, you're going to have a baby. I've picked this this picture and it's by... Really, a baby? Are you sure, angel? (laughs) Yes, a baby. It's coming very soon. (laughs) Oh, I'm having a baby. Joseph, Joseph, we're having a baby. So, I've picked this painting by the artist Fra Angelico. Now, Fra Angelico means angelic friar. He was a, uh, he lived around, he's a sort of early Italian Renaissance painter. He lived from 1395 to about 1455, well he did. And uh, basically he, he lived in a monastery in San Marco, called the San Marco Monastery in Florence. And he was asked to paint loads of uh, works uh, for the monastery, um, and basically these paintings were done in in like in the the rooms of the monks and the friars, and they were there for contemplation. And this particular one that I'm looking at is that announcement of the angel Gabriel arriving to say, "You're having a baby," and. It's a fresco, so you walk up the stairs and you're confronted by this image. And what you've got is you've got the angel Gabriel, and, and uh, they've got very colourful wings, and and they're kneeling in front of Mary, who's looking very kind of like very plain in, in her dress, and the faces are quite nondescript, and she's looking like she's um, clutching her stomach. She looks a bit like she's got a stomachache. I don't know what you think there, Tom. In that picture, well, I think maybe the angel Gabriel is using like eye lasers to plant the uh, um, the baby inside Mary. Do you reckon that's what happened? Eye lasers, eye baby lasers. <laughs> eye lasers. God, God invented <laughs> eye baby lasers. And, and Mary is reeling like, oh, you've put something in my oh, you put something in my stomach. <laughs> it's a baby. <laughs> There is. It does look like that. Eye lasers. I mean, it's very. It's quite very, very plain. And uh, uh, and interestingly, so what we're looking at is this image, which you know, as I said, Tom. Obviously, we'll put it on the website. Don't don't you be worried um, about that. So it's a the the image is 
of they're in like a sort of place with lots of columns and there's a garden there's a little garden bit on the left of the picture and that garden actually symbolizes the the kind of purity of mary apparently the garden is i think it's because it's quite a nice tidy garden maybe that's the purity of it and do you think they if you look at the image it's quite plain do you think that? Do you think it's it's quite plain? The angel's quite, uh, you know, it's got colourful wings and everything, but the, the it's quite a simple image. And um, Tom, do, do, do you think that when you look at it, it looks quite a simple image? Um, I wouldn't have said that, like, on my own, but now you've suggested it, I'll say, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess <laughs> it is quite a simple image, yeah. Marcus. Executedly brilliantly, but what they used to use these pictures for was they used to use them to meditate on, so contemplate. So I didn't want it to... It's a bit like when you get, a, you know, some of these podcasts and you listen to these people and they're interviewing and it's all about them, the interviewer, and the guest doesn't hard to get a look in. And as the same is with this picture, it's kind of like that. It, what what Friar Angelico has done is he's not made it over the top and put his big stamp on its side this is what i think it was like this is what i think happened he's left it a bit quiet a bit chilled so that when friars and monks and all the religious people want to contemplate the image it's all about themselves and their relationship with god and not their relationship with thinking oh that's a cool picture i really like that they're thinking about mary and they're thinking about the annunciation and the baby and the angel with the laser eyes yeah so who is this artist what's the Fra name angelico now now that's quite an angelic name yeah it is uh, but he I, I have to say i saw his i saw some of his paintings in madrid in oh god going back quite a few years ago and they are quite incredible i have to say uh, you can imagine that when people see these kind of stuff you think at the time they would have thought wow even today when you see some of his paintings you just think this really, um, does really he good. have a lot does it um he have a lot of angels in his portraits paintings whatever well it's purely religious all his works are religious they're all devotional um, right yeah it, is that why he has that name is that a name that he gave himself because of his art I don't know if he gave himself that name. I think it was a name... I don't actually know, to be honest. I think he may have inherited that name. Or they may have been called... Because his art is... When you look at it, you think, this is... It's pretty angelic, what he does. You know, he... Is it angelic? I don't think... I just made that bit up, actually. I I wouldn't even describe it as angelic. I'd describe it as just really very, very good. Very good. Yes, so it's like you being called Marcus Podcastus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, you'd think that angels like that one would all have wings. We did talk about this just earlier on in the pod, but it's not the case. In fact, there are many different kinds of angels and they've got a, a, according to the Bible and they've got like a hierarchy and apparently in the, in, in the Bible the angels that come down 
to uh, the angel Gabriel didn't have wings. This that was a later addition by by artists uh, to make them seem more sublime. So Gabriel just looked like a yeah, normal so person. So really, what well, he he just took a, a horse, rode on a horse down or something. Probably, I don't know if it's a he. I think it would have been a they. I don't think. I think they're a non-gender. Non-gender. Right, that's a, that's very modern of us to non-gender the because uh, I've always called the angel Gabriel a he. Am I no, like I've always called. I, that's funny because I've always called the angel Gabriel a they. I've always said they were they. I've I've never given them. I never assigned uh, a gender to any angels in my head. If there were angels. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really good to know, isn't it? I, I bet you will be now. You can sleep easy in your bed knowing that I don't assign gender to angels. Yeah. Well, I never knew they were non-gendered. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a, a new one on me. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder what um, you know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I wonder what Jordan Peterson would think of a non-gendered angel. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I don't know, and I I'm pretty certain they're not gendered, but I don't know. I've not actually investigated it because it's quite possible that in the Bible, as it's all done by men, that they possibly did. But I don't. Rem- I don't think they do. But anyway, that's probably my. I I guess they're not they're not human, are they? And I was describing angels as human. Yeah, but they're not. No, they're not. They're they're absolutely not human. That's true. They're they're higher than humans. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, but they just they just look like humans. They do. Ah, well, those ones do. Those type. And as I said, there's a different type of hierarchy. Now, so what I did was I was looking at the art and I was thinking, well, what what you know how they're depicted, and I thought, well. And then I, as I investigated, I found out they look really uh, quite different. So take, for instance, right, um, the cherubs. Now, we, we've actually talked about this uh, painting, the one by uh, Raphael in the Sistine, the Sistine Madonna by Raphael, the famous picture where um, Mary appears with Jesus on a cloud, as you do, and she's got a couple of saints to the side of her and um to either side of her rather and as a kind of like a more as a compositional piece there's a couple of little young cherubs you know those cheeky little cherubs with the wings and everything you know the one i mean you yeah. know that painting yeah yeah no that yeah no they have wings on like they're christmas presents they've been given they're just wearing them for christmas day yeah. <laughs> it is exactly that they look and they're little chubby little cute things well basically cherubs apparently were uh, there uh, they they're one of the lowest forms of angels and their main job was to guard the garden of eden now they're actually not as cute as I thought. Um, in the Bible, they're not described as being cute little chubby little cheeky little kids with wings. Um, they're described as having the sort of like the likeness of a man having four faces: one of a man, one of a lion, one of an ox, and one of an eagle. 
and they have four wings to cover themselves. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it's an interesting look. You can't deny it. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. I don't think I'd. I don't think you know. Like uh, they, they're not as cute. They're, I, and I suppose if you're going to yeah. guard, guard the Garden of Eden, I don't think you want to be that cute, do you? Really, you want to be a bit more. Uh, uh, well, and also if. If you want to like make a, a piece of art, a painting, and display it, you want it to look nice. You don't want to like draw something that just looks really weird and bizarre. Yeah, like well, n- none of the art the artists of history are going to draw four headed, like weird angels, are they? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to see some weird stuff in the next like. Well, you will. Minutes. You will see some weird. Some weird stuff. A lot of it is is kind of like from unnamed frescoes. But I'm going to pick the weirdest looking painting I've ever seen of an angel. And basically, this is uh, according to the uh, Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, which is a, a book in the Old Testament. He was visited, so Ezekiel was visited by God with his angels and apparently they were like four intersecting wheels and they had their entire bodies including their backs and their hands their wings were completely full of eyes as were their four wheels i know is this the um it looks like olympic rings is it that picture or the black and white one no it's the it's the one that looks like the olympic rings so this is an artist's interpretation an unknown artist actually uh who's done a, done a fresco in a church and uh, yeah and this and that's apparently what they were so you've got these there's, rings there's five there's five rings though not four I know someone's got a bit overzealous haven't they I actually did you know what I didn't even pick up on that you're right so that's an over, someone's got someone's even uh, added their own interpretation on it clearly there and made it more Olympic yeah. Then, yeah, I did. You know what? I didn't even notice that. So someone's obviously wanted wanted to increase the drama. So the painter has taken uh, the story of the four ringed angel and painted it as five rings. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Well, yeah, that's what I'm looking at now. I'm thinking he's obviously. I, I'm wondered if he's thought compositionally. It looks nicer having five rings than it does having four. All right, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I, that does just doesn't look like any angel that I've ever imagined. It just looks weird. It does look like an Olympic game ceremony or something. <laughs> well, you know, kind of like I reckon if you if you came from say like round round sort of like. Uh, before Jesus time you know the kind of like the Old Testament and then you arrived at an Olympic Games ceremony right it would have that impact and you would think you'd be visited by God if you suddenly were in the middle of an Olympic Games ceremony you'd think you'd gone to some kind of heaven place wouldn't you we should we should be clear we're talking about the Winter Olympics aren't we Winter Olympic. Oh, winter. yes, of course. Yeah, well, it's a Christmas Eve. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. we're like uh, winter solstice, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, yes. yeah. As, as we're recording. Is it? 
Is it? Said Mark's entire angel voice. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the winter solstice, Marcus. Joseph, tell Marcus it's the winter solstice. <laughs> well, I'm glad you visited that upon me. So those those weird ring ones are called the the name of it is and Ophanim. I'm trying to pronounce it. It's O P H A N I M. Ophanim. I'm guessing that's pronounced. I'm quite new to that because I was quite just surprised to uh, to um, have seen this. Some people have actually put the theory that these these rings with wings and eyes, they've suggested that they think it was an early UFO sighting. There oh, is that right, theory. Yeah. Which you've written that. That's kind of, kind of quite interesting. I thought. I don't think it is. Yeah. Well. What, the earliest recorded UFO sighting? Well, yeah, that's what the, some people suggest rather than flying wing things with God. Oh, right, yeah. Who knows? Well, well so maybe the, the Bible is based on early recorded UFO sightings. <laughs> that's a whole book. I actually read a book on that called By the Chariot of Gods. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not sure on those things. I, I sometimes think that, yes, there could be. There's a lot of things we don't know, but I'm open to it. But I'm, I'm, I always remain slightly sceptical on those things, but I'm definitely open to that being the case with things. Yeah. There you go. You wanted to know okay. that, didn't you, Tom? But and now you do. Right, so on to the next one, which will lead us to an artist who's quite in, uh, you know, quite intra, done some quite interesting paintings. Um, and this art, this one is a drawing of a, uh, uh, an angel called a seraphim. Now, apparently, seraphims are the closest angels to God, and they just basically just hang around, just saying how wonderful he is, and saying holy god and holy holy and singing his praises and stuff so they're kind of like they can't would you call them god's groupies is that could i say that is that right would that be right? yeah god's god's groupies yeah i don't know if i'm allowed to say that it's probably really bad isn't it but well no there's nothing wrong with that it's fine man but it does sound god's like groupies. they're hanging around saying how cool he is basically so um yeah, so yeah, I mean, God, God is sexist, so it's not like they're giving him blow jobs or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean that. I mean, fans, super fans. I meant super fans, not groupies. I, I, I kind of forgot that that the groupies are not. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, super fans. They're God super fans, right? Yeah, I think I've made that clear. <laughs> so. Basically, the seraphim, again, not your usual wing. It's described as having your usual thing. It's having six wings, two wings they use to cover their face, two wings used to cover their feet, and the remaining two used to fly. Well, it makes sense, isn't it? Because you've got to have wings for decency and, uh, you know, not to get embarrassed. 
in case. It's kind of like with six wings like that. They're kind of like insect uh, angels, aren't they? Yes, they are insects. But I don't know if insects use use their wings. They're mainly flying, aren't they, with their wings rather than modesty. Modesty wings is a kind of like a new thing that Seraphim have decided that they need. I, d- I don't know like that much about insects, apart from the number six seemed to chime yeah. with the uh, insect number of legs. Yes. Oh, do they? I don't know. I know they found a uh, recently found a uh, an insect that had like the world record for number of legs or feet. Was that like a, a millipede? It was like one of those peds. A giant, a giant one. I think I saw that. Yeah, it's like there was a lot. Yeah, it's quite. I was, I did start to look at them and see if I could. I counted about four or five of them, and then I got bored actually watching, looking at it. So the picture I've got is of the seraphim. Is by an artist who lived around thirteen thirty to fourteen o five, called Theophanes the Greek. Now he's drawn a picture of seraphim. Now if you're looking at it. He looks a bit like he wants to go to the toilet. He's using his wings to actually stop himself from uh, accidentally peeing. Hang on, like, what, who wants to go to the toilet? God or the angels? Well, the angel, I'm looking at the angel in this picture and he does look like he's in a pose where he's kind of thinking, oh, he, he might... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. He looks like he's quite desperate. I, again... I mean, obviously, it's a really, it's a really, really old. This, I mean, this was painted about thirteen seventy-eight. This painting, and it's um, most... it's quite a similar, similar era to the um, that first one with the laser eyes that we talked about. Yes, yes, yes. That that kind of getting around that sort of period. Now, the thing is, is um, so Theophanes is a uh, he's uh, an artist that was. Uh, he was born in Crimea, uh, and he um, sorry, he was born in Constant- Constantinople and moved to Crimea, which is sort of like in the Russia area. And then he worked mainly in Russia, and he was uh, famous for uh, sort of like he influenced a lot of icon uh, Russian icon painting. But the thing is, is he did a lot of frescoes, and people he was quite popular, but people kind of suggested that he painted with a broom they felt that his work was a bit kind of like not really detailed and very kind of broad and bush with his brush strokes that's why i quite like his work because if you look at it yeah it's got it's got lots of like straight lines and patterns in it yeah and if you look at the other one the other picture i've got of his definitely if you look at this one of uh saint Macarius of Egypt and that's a you know that's sort of kind of like an icon and it's very very simplistic with broad brush strokes and it's got it shows a man a saint holding just his hands up and he looks he looks a bit like Father Christmas actually the Holy Father Christmas yeah and um, um, uh, he looks like a bit of a hippie yeah he does uh, you know I would follow if i saw that saint and that's what you want you want to he's selling the saint to me i think that would be quite a cool saint to hang out with and speak and learn about saintly stuff 
And millipedes. And millipedes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, God, God's millipedes. He might, well, or his... they, they are his millipedes, aren't they? If, if the Bible is true, which I'm not sure. Well, it's uh, well. I don't think we should go down that road. It's a traditional story, isn't it? The yeah. Bible. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, yeah, we should talk about it like that because it's like well, uh, it's the one an thing a- is, ancient story. The yeah. one thing is not is the one thing you can't deny is that its significance and the effect it's had on art throughout the world. So that is yeah, true. Yeah, good one. That is true. Yeah, I'll turn that around. Now, the final one is going to lead us on to um, a picture that he's done. Is of a guy called Daniel the Stylite. Do you like... I like his hair. This is a guy here. And he's got his hands up. And he's uh, sitting down. And he's just kind of like looking saintly. And he's got like good... It looks like he's got a bit like he's got shells in his hair. He's got a good haircut, basically. And I really like the way the strokes have done to... The really effective way that he's used uh, a white to create the real, what I think is a really good feeling of the fabric of the guy's uh, dress or clothes. Yeah, it looks like he's in like um, a, a parapet, is that what you call it? Yes. And that's what leads, that's why he's called a stylite. And this journey from angels led me to uh, looking into what actually a starlight was. Now, basically, Daniel uh, was a, a a guy who was very religious. So, what he did now, he lived from about four oh nine to four ninety three um, AD, and basically, what happened was that he. He wanted to live among the people, right? Of, but he wanted to be separate from them. So he wanted to live amongst people, but be separate and dedicate his life to having nothing but prayer and and focusing on God and the and you know giving out wisdom but just living a life without anything except prayer and contemplation. And in order to do that, what would you do? In order to do that, he decided to live on a pillar for 33 years, at the top of a pillar. Yeah, great. Now, I've heard this story from um, the um, performance artist uh, David Blaine. Yeah, David Blaine. Yeah, and he's uh, what would you call him? He's kind of like uh, an alchemist, isn't he, David Blaine? But a performer, performance alchemist. Well, I think yeah, I, I think he's an artist. I think when you see him live and you see the work and you see the effect it has on people, it's not. It's beyond just spectacle. I think what he does for me. I mean, other people may disagree and think it is spectacle, but having actually seen him perform one of his works, it it had an effect similar to that that you would experience with art. It wasn't just entertainment. It wasn't just, oh, wow. You There were more profound things about human connection and, you know, uh, the, the, the suffering, the going without things. And, and a lot of his work is about that, is about denying himself stuff 
So there is a kind of religious feeling to it, although he's not doing it for religious reasons. There is a kind of uh, a similar kind of recreation of that in what he does, because a lot of his things, isn't it, is that when he goes in, a, we've talked about it before. You know, he go, he gets buried in a box, or he gets, um, he he he'll, he'll be suspended high in a box as well, or he'll stay. He stood on a pillar, didn't he, in Times Square, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, he's like an extreme athlete, isn't he? Yeah. So it's interesting because the guy that Daniel the Stylite, this painting was done, was actually influenced by the original and maybe what could be considered one of the early proponents of David Blaine style performance. Um, yeah, so this is like extreme sports from like many years ago. Yeah. It is, but it's yeah. all to do with religious de- devotion. It's a, a sort of like, the, it's called aestheticism, which is basically, um, ascetism, sorry. Uh, it basically, it's a kind of like living life really austere. So you have nothing. You, you literally, you, you, you have the most basic clothes, the most basic food. It, just basically what you need to survive, and then that's it. Now, the guy who actually influenced Daniel the Stylite was a guy called Simeon the Stylite. Now, he he was just before uh, 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 Daniel, and he was born... He was from Turkey, and he was born around about 390 AD after Jesus died to 459 and he basically grew up and he was extremely devout and he rejected all the worldly possessions and comforts and he did he was so extreme in his austerity that he actually got kicked out of a monastery because they couldn't handle the fact that how he would just go about everything and just wear really 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 basic clothes basic everything and they said look you're just you're just too too austere for us you're just not even you just it's like a pro it, it, it makes me think it's a protest well the way uh the way they are like are doing what they do these what do you call them style style something the stylites stylites are people who St- live on stylites, pillars, yeah. yeah yeah it's like a protest movement it, it is like a sort of a movement it, art movement it is well it does even though it's, it's for religious reasons it's it, it definitely has an art performance art piece about it i mean for instance he he started early on i mean one of the where, where do you know where these where they were like uh raised where were these like poles positioned they're normally they're in the middle they're in the middle of cities or they're in they're, they're, yeah you see that has got protest written all over it well yeah it? it has but the other thing as well is because what they did is they wanted to be amongst people but away so it be be within in people but be separate from it so to live in the world of pleasures and hedonism but to actually be above it and be closer to god so be of man but be close to god so there's a kind of like a kind of like a physical sort of representation of what they're trying to do and um they and so interesting enough what simeon did he did a load of stunts not stunts that's not the right word but he did a load of actions that david blaine himself might have considered one of his first early ones was he would used to stand for as long as he could until his legs gave way 
So, so that was one of his early ones. And then what he did was he um, he lived in a hut for one and a half years, and he didn't go out. And he and apparently, I don't know if this is true. He didn't eat and drink for the whole of Lent. So what's that? Forty days and forty nights. Yeah, didn't David Blaine did forty four, didn't he? What? Not eating and drinking. Not oh, eating. No, he had water, didn't yeah, he? You can eat. Yeah, not you can eating. eat for up to a year, but not not drinking. I don't know how long he. Can, I think it's only a few days. I thought. But anyway, when he emerged, when Simeon emerged from his hut, everyone thought it was a miracle. So, right after that, he decided to live up on the. Uh, mountains after he'd done this big stunt and he decided to live on a a, a rock uh, for and it was like less than 20 metres in diameter so he'd sit on this rock and the problem was of course you're trying to do your spiritual practice living without anything else and everyone would come and visit him so he thought oh no you know everyone's coming up to come and see me all the time what am I going to do to get away with it so he thought logically what he did was he found an old pillar and he thought, well, if I climb up the pillar, people won't be able to, I suppose, I suppose they're thinking they won't be able to annoy him so much. So he found a pillar about three metres tall, 10 foot high, and he built a small platform so he could live on it. Yeah, no one, no artist would then be able to paint him. <laughs> well, except from uh, kind of like that, kind of like quite extreme, extreme perspective view. Right up his nose. I don't know if it'd be right up his nose. It's a bit like David, I suppose, isn't it? Um, yeah, so when it when is this image painted? Well, the image you're looking at the very last image, are you? The one with the, or you're looking at the one of Daniel, of David. You're looking at the, the one with. Uh, we're talking about the Daniel the Starlight image. Is uh, that was painted? Um, around about the same time, probably so, probably around about thirteen seventy-ish, that kind of period. So thirty, mid so, to late thirteen hundreds. So a thousand years after the fact. Uh, yes, yes, it would have been about a thousand years after. Well, just after, yeah, because Daniel. But again, don't forget, we're talking about Simeon the Stylite, not the Daniel the Stylite, who was the follower. So the painting is of Daniel. Um, he's the follower of him. Yeah, because there's two of them in the painting. Oh yeah. Oh, you're talking about the other paint. Oh yes, the other picture. Yes, that's um, the Simeon the younger and Simeon the elder, so high up, and uh, Jesus is handing Simeon the elder and Simeon the younger uh, pieces of paper, I suppose, to to proclamations and lots of people down below, aren't they? All hanging out. Interesting enough, if you look at those paper, the, the you look at the pillars there, they look a lot higher than maybe three metres, ten feet in the air. And that's because what happened was Simeon realised that he Simeon realised that he was still getting annoyed a bit, probably, I'm guessing this. So he actually found another column that he could live on, and this one was fifty feet, fifteen metres tall, allegedly. So he lived on top of that on a, a metre square platform. And people would have to come and speak to him. He used to hold like uh, meetings in the afternoon and he'd come up and they'd come up and speak to him on ladders. And apparently he lived there for 35 to 45 years on top of this pillar. Wow, yeah, cool. 
Now, a short advertisement break. Mummy, what time is Santa coming? He's coming in the night. You go to sleep now, darling. OK, Mummy, good night. Oh, I've got some gifts for this child. <laughs> Hello, young man. I'm Santa and I've just come into your bedroom. Hello, Santa. Look what I brought you. I brought you a turtle art print. Merry Christmas. Ah, oh, a turtle art print. Well, actually, you can just go to modern artist rubbish and print off as many of these high-definition turtle art prints as you like. <laughs> Why don't you go back up the chimney and bring me back this year's latest must-have toy? Oh, 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 you cheeky young man. Merry Christmas. So just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. So Tom, um, I think it's just time to uh, say where our social media stuff is, Tom. All right, well, I'm Obi Tom. You can find me on Spotify and all good music platforms. I'm Marcus AS and Marcus AS Artist, so you can find me on Instagram and Spotify because I do music and art. And uh, for Modern Art is Rubbish, head over to modernartisrubbish.com. Certainly, I think you need to see the images for this to understand what on earth we were talking about. Also, if you want to email us, email us at info at modernartisrubbish.com. The emails, love to receive emails. All the other links to social media are on our website. And now, as we talked about it at the start, Tom, you have a really cool new tune that um, I really like. And I think it'd be good that if you share it. And what's it called? It's called Angel. Yes, Angel. With the laser eyes of the baby. Joseph, it's Christmas. Stop <laughs> shouting. Yeah. Sorry, Mary, sorry. Yeah, so everyone who's listening, have a happy new year and Christmas. And, and it's just a buys and we'll play it out. Angel. Do, do, do. I don't know what that was. That was my buy trumpet. Mm-hmm.